You're listening to the Department of Defense This Week, a weekly podcast with some of the top stories from around the DoD. Next Thursday, June 14th, marks the U.S. Army's 237th birthday. In 1775, our fledgling nation's leaders established the Continental Army, beginning more than two centuries of successfully defending the United States and its citizens. Military communities around the world are celebrating the day, with events ranging from cake-cutting ceremonies and commemorative speeches to parades, concerts, and festivals. For more information about local Army birthday celebrations and Army history, visit Army.mil. Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Martin Dempsey traveled to Southeast Asia this week for bilateral and multilateral meetings with defense officials in the region. They also took part in the Shangri-La Dialogue, a summit on security issues in Asia. Secretary Panetta announced an agreement between the U.S. and Vietnam that will help the U.S. find and identify remains of service members declared missing in action during the Vietnam War. He said relations between the U.S. and Vietnam continue to improve since the two countries' relationship normalized 17 years ago. Our meeting today was an opportunity to take pride in how far we've come over this relatively short period in our bilateral defense relationship, a relationship based on mutual trust and understanding. I think is critical to our personnel serving today to make clear that we stand by our pledge to leave no one behind. In Singapore at the Shangri-La Dialogue, the Secretary announced that the U.S. military will reposition itself to focus on security issues in the Asia-Pacific region. Included in that shift is a reposturing of the Navy's presence. By 2020, the Navy will be split about 60-40 between the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans. That will include six aircraft carriers in this region, a majority of our cruisers, destroyers, littoral combat ships, and submarines. Secretary Panetta said that the increased U.S. presence in the region won't encroach on regional powers growth. Our effort to renew and intensify our involvement in Asia is fully compatible fully compatible with the development and growth of China. The secretary visited Afghanistan Thursday, where he assessed the situation there as troops prepared to begin drawing down. There is no denying the fact that we have moved closer to achieving our objectives here in Afghanistan. We signed a strategic agreement uh, with uh, Afghanistan that has us maintaining an enduring presence here past 2014. Uh, what the size of that presence uh, is what will depend on the missions. Someday, history will look back at this mission. History will look back at this mission and say, because of the sacrifice that the United States of America made, Afghanistan is not only a more secure country for the future, but America is safer. General Dempsey traveled to the Philippines and Thailand in addition to the summit in Singapore. He met with defense leaders from each country, both of which the U.S. plans to join with in training and security partnerships. At a press conference Thursday at the Pentagon, the chairman laid out the military's plan for increased engagement in Asia, which he said is based on the three moors. 
Repositioning our forces is not the essence of our rebalancing. Rather, it's what I think of as three mores. More attention, more engagement, and more quality. More attention means a greater investment of our intellectual capital. For more than a decade, our military has been focused on war. We're still fighting a war, of course, and we won't allow ourselves to be distracted from that effort. But we're giving more of our attention to the Asia-Pacific. For more from the Secretary and Chairman's travels in Asia, visit defense.gov. Three Central Asian countries have agreed to allow the U.S. access to transit routes to carry equipment out of Afghanistan when the drawdown there begins later this year. Petty Officer Ken O'Brien from the Pentagon Channel brings us more. NATO Secretary General Anders Fogh Rasmussen said on Monday Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan have all agreed to give NATO access to routes across their borders. Pakistan shut down its southern supply routes six months ago after U.S. airstrikes mistakenly killed 24 Pakistani soldiers. This had been the main supply route for coalition forces fighting in Afghanistan. The U.S. has been trying to get those routes reopened, but has had to rely almost completely on the so-called Northern Distribution Network. NATO Secretary General says the new agreement gives the coalition a wide range of options and the flexible transport network it will need for the future. For more, visit defense.gov. The U.S. Air Force has broken new ground. Former Lieutenant General Janet Wolfenbarger has been promoted to four-star general. At the National Museum of the U.S. Air Force at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, hundreds of airmen watched history be made. General Wolfenbarger. As the next um, selected Air Force General Officer and as our first Air Force female four-star general, I know I will have huge responsibilities in all of those capacities for which I give my Air Force credit for preparing me to execute. I am humbled, I am honored, I am ready, and I am really, really excited. For more, visit defense.gov, pentagonchannel.mil, or the Air Force website at af.mil. More than 70 years ago this week, big things were going on in the world. World War II was raging. In 1942 in the Pacific Ocean near a small atoll known as Midway, the U.S. Navy delivered a decisive blow against the Japanese fleet, turning the tide against Japan. Two years later and a half a world away, Nearly 170,000 Allied troops landed on French beaches in the invasion of Normandy, known as D-Day. The Pentagon Channel Staff Sergeant Chad Usher tells us about a D-Day commemoration led by American, British, Dutch, and French paratroopers. Paratroopers from Fort Bragg joined British, Dutch, and French soldiers for a commemorative airborne operation in honor of those who took part in the invasion which led to the defeat of Nazi Germany. Thousands of people watched the skies as the paratroopers landed on French soil, greeted by cheers and handshakes. Following their jump, the paratroopers fought a four-day battle, capturing a key bridge that helped ensure the success of the D-Day landing. 5,000 ships and 13,000 aircraft supported the operation in which more than 9,000 Allied troops were killed or wounded. At the U.S. Navy Memorial in Washington, D.C., a ceremony was held to honor the 70th anniversary of the Battle of Midway, which happened June 4th through June 6, 1942. The battle established the United States as the Pacific region's dominant naval force. The American victory there set the stage for the eventual defeat of the Japanese. Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Jonathan Greenert 
explains the significance of the battle and why it's important to commemorate the Navy's history. These were confident and proficient sailors in World War II and actually in other naval battles where we were successful. And our kids today need to understand how important it is to train, how important technology is, and how important understanding your heritage uh, and your legacy. In related news, Secretary Panetta and Indian defense officials reached an agreement which will allow the U.S. to search for the remains of pilots whose planes crashed in India during World War II. For more, visit the American Forces Press Service news special at defense.gov. You've been listening to news brought to you by the Department of Defense. For links to these stories and much more, visit dodlive.mil or defense.gov.